0: Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Uh, we are so excited that you've decided to join us on the podcast. We're doing something a little bit different from our normal podcast. Our normal uh, mode of operating today, but I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, as you know, if you're if if you're a member of our church and you're listening to this podcast, you know that we just finished a series called "Adopted," where we were talking. We've been talking for the past for for the past several weeks about about how God what it means to be a Christian is that God has adopted us into His family. He's called us His sons and His daughters, and and, uh, and, and it's this beautiful picture of what uh, it means to have a relationship with Christ. We've been adopted into His family. But we've also been talking about adoption, about foster care, about adoption, about caring for the orphan, because the book of James says that the, the, uh, the true mark of spirituality, the mark of true spirituality, is caring for widows and orphans. And so this is... Caring for orphans is not something that the church has an option about. If we're Christians, we're not asking if we should care for uh, for orphans, for uh, for children who've been abused, neglected. Right? We're not asking if. We're asking how, because it's all of our responsibility to do it one way or another. So, um, so that's why we've been in this message series, okay? And uh and so Carrie actually I have with me today Carrie Williams. And so let me, I want to tell you why she's here because she texted me. <laughs> and she said, "Brad, uh you know, we're talking about adoption and all this and it, it might be a good idea for uh for our for for folks to hear from people who have done this, right?" Um She's nodding, but she's she yes. means yes, yes, yes yeah. Uh, who have done this? Who have who have done foster care? Who have adopted? So uh, so that you could kind of hear the real story, you know, and uh, and and really get a sense for what that looks like in, in your family. And uh, and I thought, man, that is a fantastic idea. Uh, the podcast is a perfect place for us to do that. And so I'm really excited that Carrie is here today to talk about this issue. Uh, and I know that, uh, that you're going to be excited to hear from her as well. So, uh, um, Carrie, tell uh, our listeners for those, you know, two or three, who don't know you uh, already. Tell them who you are, what you do. Talk about your family a little bit. You know, give everybody a sense of Carrie Williams.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I am Carrie Williams, otherwise known as Nurse Carrie, Nurse Mama Carrie. Carrie, Miss Carrie. Um, sometimes I refer to myself the wrong way. Um, <laughs> like in the nursery, whenever I'm keeping babies, and I say, "Oh, Nurse Carrie's here," or whatever. I'm like, "Ah, not, not Nurse Carrie." That's anyway, right.
1: not today. Right. Got to take that hat off and put a different hat on.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I wear many hats. Um, I am married to Chris. Yes. Williams, and he. We've been married for this will be 25 years, and. March wow. seems like a really long time yeah yeah uh we have that's five
1: a, wait that's a big anniversary though Carrie it is you I've got, told him that
0: yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we're going somewhere I'm okay. just kidding <laughs> okay
1: you, you have a plan though or are y'all still thinking through I think it? he's working on it okay good yes. I love that yes well he's Chris does it. work on stuff hey, he,
0: yes he, it he, will be good whatever we do because yeah. yes and yeah. it will be well planned out
1: all right that's good, good. yeah <laughs> <yes. laughs> he's gonna have an itinerary and everything all True. Right. Yes. Very good. Twenty five years. When's your anniversary?
0: Um, March seventh.
1: March seventh. Oh, it's mm-hmm. close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: it's coming good. up. So good.
1: well, now I know what I'm talking to Chris about next time I see him. There you so. go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where are you taking Carrie? That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> Our twenty fifth was during COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. So total bummer. We had planned a trip. Where we were going to go to all these places we had lived before. And uh, and reconnect with friends who live uh-huh. there, and just take, take take a road trip, you know. Right. And COVID happened, so mm. so uh, I, t- I tell everybody we went to we ended up we went to Las Brisas Steakhouse, which cost about the same. So it right. was it was a, but it was a <laughs> wonderful it was a wonderful time. We had a great time. Right. So right. Good. All right. Um,
0: okay, we have uh, five girls. Um Cayenne yes. is twenty three. Stormy's twenty one, and Summer is nineteen. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have Keeley, who is a freshman in high school, and Zoe is eighth grader.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And uh, Kayanne, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard Kayanne on an episode of the podcast before. Uh, she, uh, she came on and talked a little bit about... Uh, foster care, that's part of her journey, obviously, is a part of right, your family, right. so uh, and shared a little bit about that in the past, and we were really grateful for her. God's doing great things with all of your girls, but yes. uh, But these folks, <coughs> there's a podcast, they've definitely heard from Cayenne. so...
0: Yes, and she was here and talked about Amarillo Angels, uh, yes. our first our first Sunday of the Adopted series. That's so, right.
1: Yeah, she was a part of it.
0: Yes. She, is, um, she has her social work degree, and um, I would tell you who she's working for, but I always forget... Um, anyway, she is a caseworker for yeah. foster families and um, for foster kids mm-hmm. in Amarillo. Yep. So, that's-
1: so this is a, mm-hmm. obviously an issue that's close to y'all's heart. Yes. So, uh, so I really appreciate first of all you coming on and talking about your experience and all this. But, uh, but why don't you just start with how did you know that God was leading you and your family? To to foster. foster, yeah. What did that look like? How did how did how did God speak to you all about that?
0: Um, I would say I think summer was in kindergarten, maybe kindergarten or first. So I worked um, just part time at the surgery center and just started feeling like I had a lot of time in my hands. Yeah. Um, we had you know the room, we love kids, so. Um, I started praying about it because I feared that Chris would be like, eh, "Nope, yeah. Chris, yes, um, I will throw this in there." Chris wanted two children; we have five. So, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, and the third one was his fault, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I started praying about it and just started praying that God would open the door for us to foster and really for um for Chris to. Just to work on his heart about it, like before I even said anything to him, and then. And
1: I think it's important to say too that that Chris is just—he's a planner. Like oh yes. He's, yes. Uh, he has all the ducks in a row, right? And right. so any kind of change probably would be something that he would need some time to process. And correct. the seismic change of inviting other children into your home, clearly he was going to need some time to work through that and the Holy Spirit's got to do something.
0: Yes, yeah. this is correct. Yes. And I knew, I mean, three little kids um, then if like if summer was five, so they were five, six, and eight then. Wow. Yeah. Like we were we were already pretty busy and he worked on the railroad then, so he was gone a lot, train. um on the train. Yeah. So anyway, but I just I just kept feeling like God was um you know, wanting us to do that. So and I knew God could um convince him, but I probably couldn't. So that's why I prayed I, I really did. I prayed a lot that he would just speak to Chris and Um, when we like, we'd hear a lot of you know commercials and stuff, and one time Cayenne said, Let's do that, like, let's foster um kids, and I was like, Yeah, that sounds good. So, we kind of started just having little conversations with Chris in the room, but you know, not really. And then one night we were um driving home, and the Bear Foundation, uh, a uh. A commercial came on the radio for that, yeah. And I was like, I really think I want to do that. And Kyan and Stormy, I think, too, both were saying something about it. And Chris said, "Yeah, we can look into it." Well, yeah, All we. Right. I mean, like that. Yeah, he That's an from the commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from him saying that, I jumped on it, <laughs> and we started. We worked with uh, Buckner, um, yeah, Children's Home, and we had to like. There's a there's a lot of paperwork. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people coming into your house um, you know, just to get you set up. So like whenever you decide to start fostering, it's not like tomorrow you're going to have some kids. It takes, it takes quite a bit of time, which is good. Like you, you know, they do background checks on you and it, but it takes, it takes quite a bit of time, quite a bit of paperwork, a little soul digging that they want to know about. They're a little bit nosy about everything, but, um, it's really, you know, they want to make sure that you're, you're going to take care of, their kids. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 It, it It's a heavy responsibility. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, I tell Amy and I, you're, this one may not surprise you at all, but we've been through, we've been through the training, like when we were lived in Oklahoma. Right. So, and there's actually been probably it's been several different times where we've like started the process and then some crazy thing would happen in our life. And then we would, you know, right. like we were living in Oklahoma and we went through the process to do it. And then just like a year and a half later, we moved you know, out of state. So then, you know, it totally, you know, you have to start over from scratch. So we've, right. we've probably done it, you know, maybe three times, two or three times. Right. Right. So when you add it all up together, but, uh, so, but, but, uh, you know, there is a, there is a, a process involved, yes. you know? Yes. So it does take the, I don't remember how many sessions the training is. I don't know what it is for Texas, but, uh, but it, there's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, like, you know, like, uh, if you do it like one hour at a time it's like like uh four or five weeks probably of training right you know? right yeah so uh different like for a couple of hours at a time you know right something like that
0: so. right yes it took us i know it took a couple or three months to, right. to actually you know get um certified to foster yeah and then once we got certified we were you know, all excited. We're thinking we're fixing to get a kid, fixing to get a kid. And I kept asking our um, social worker, do we need to set up the room? You know, like get, because we didn't really, well, actually we did know. We said um, that we would take two and under, two and like under. Um, two years old and under. Yes. Yeah. Because of the age of our kids, you have to factor that in, sure. um, you know, to what you bring into your house. So we knew we need, needed cribs and stuff, but she kept saying, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, we were in San Antonio. For spring break, and they called us. And I think we were coming home that day. We had to have been. But anyway, we got our first two little boys um, that night that night
1: and you didn't have anything set up
0: no we didn't have anything because you know she kept saying no don't worry about it anyway we quickly got cribs and you know everything but but yeah that was our first and we talked to the girls we were like these you know before we really got certified we talked to them about hey you know like kids will be coming in our house and y'all have to you have to share your toys you know like you're gonna have to share mom and dad and um they were good with it all three of our girls were they were great. They really loved having um, foster kids.
1: Yeah, when I was talking yeah. to Cayenne, that, that's the thing that struck me the most when she was talking about it, is how how excited they were, and yeah. they felt, it almost gave them a sense of, I mean, this was kind of their job, too. It was kind right. of their ministry, too, and so they were really fired up about it. They were involved. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, um, okay, so, so, you know, they're bringing in these first couple of, well, let, let, let me go back so just from a standpoint of you know engagement you know with this because you guys are the ones who foster family right but um but as a as a community right or as a church uh like you're finding out that you got some kids and they're on your way to your house and you've got to get cribs and you're driving back from San Antonio I mean this is probably uh not an uncommon kind of story like right. it, it, it probably doesn't very rarely happens at a time when everything's super convenient, you know? <laughs> right. So, uh, so you know, what are some things that you guys received by way of help in those early days when you started? Or what are some things that you wish you would have had people who could have done for you or, you know, or pro- some things that could have been provided for you during those early stages?
0: Right. Um, I would say, like, what we received. I remember, I don't know why this is the one main thing I remember, but um, J. Paul Manning came over and brought the boys. Uh, it was like a little fire truck, you know, like uh. a, a little, uh, mo- um, like electric, whatever, fire truck that, and our, one of our first little boys, Marlon, he would ride that thing, you know, like all the time, but, and so that was toys, and we, we had toys, you know, but that was just, um, like, he made an effort to come, right? you know, and do that, but. Um,
1: well, you, you had you also had a lot of girl toys, but, yes, then, but, yes, but then you got a couple of boys, you yeah. know, so...
0: Chris was so excited when we actually had yeah. boys, you know, and yeah. I mean, obviously, he loves his girls, sure. but he he liked having the boys. Um, Yeah, just toys, and, and honestly, the cribs, like, we had got two cribs and a dresser that we used the entire, you know, time. Like, somebody donated those. Wow. Um, probably, really, you get... So, if you foster through um, CPS... Or a buck or anything, you get like an allowance for um, right. clothes because the kids when the kids come, they come
1: with nothing.
0: Yeah, with yeah. nothing. We never had any kids come with things, um, And which sometimes you didn't want that because they did come with like bug bites and you know sure. like just covered in flea bites. One of our little boys was, and so you you have to go um, buy clothes for them and buy you know um, all that. But you get an allowance. It's not like you're out right. all that money. Yeah. Um, but really, I think. Um one of the main things and I like that Jeremy had talked about um that would have been nice to have would have been uh respite care. Yes. Or you know or babysitters who weren't our parents. That we tried right. to drop five kids off to you know or however many <laughs> I'm like how many we would have a time. But anyway, really just that like just if um if we had had maybe one or two couples to respite with us and I know um like Emily and Wally Davis um Emily had to have done something like to get certified or whatever to be able to keep some of our kids Uh because we went on a cruise one time and they kept, they kept our boys and um, yeah, just, but this community is great. Like everybody loved on them, you know, they know who they're, obviously they know their new kids coming in and whose they are. And, um, I don't, they really, the community did great. Our church did, um, great just supporting us and, you know, having, having extra kids.
1: So if you're listening, those of you who are listening on the podcast though, if you're wondering. What are some ways that that I can get involved with foster care? One, one way is to be actually be a foster parent. There's definitely a lot of need right. for foster parents in our area. A lot of yes. need. Um, but another way would be uh, to be a respite care person. So where so where foster kids would be coming and staying, you know, with you, but like for a weekend or or okay. or, or maybe for four or five days if somebody's on vacation. Or uh, I know there's a family in uh, in Lubbock. Uh, who one of their foster children was very sick and was going back to Cooks Children's Hospital a whole lot, and so they needed respite care for the other foster kids that they had because because they were having to go back and forth to Cooks all the time. So, um, so you know, b- being a respite care person is a huge deal, you right. know. Yes. Uh, and then uh, and then also being certified as a babysitter because you can't just call any person from. You know, from Shallow Water High School to come over and babysit your nope. kids. If, if, they're, if they're foster kids in the mix, they have to have received some kind of special training. So, those are all things that anyone listening to this podcast could do. Those two, anybody listening to this podcast could do. And, uh, and we'll post some links on. Uh, some information on how to get involved in those ways. But Buckner is a great place. They do the training for that. And also Texas Girls and Boys Ranch does respite care right. and, and foster training. So those are two organizations that we are connected with at First Shallow Water. And, and we'll definitely post some links for that in the description of this. So if you're looking for that, you can click there. Okay. Okay. All right, so you get your, you know, first first two kids, right? You know,
0: first two little boys are the they were their names were Marlon and Tay-Tay. Their names, I guess, yeah. still are Marlon and Tay-Tay. Uh-huh. Um, but Tay-Tay was about nine months old and had huge um diamond earrings oh, <laughs> awesome. in his ears. Yeah. yeah, that was a little hard. Um, yeah. Chris wasn't impressed Chris, with that, he, but he yeah, didn't like, he didn't like the earrings. <laughs> but yeah, they were I don't know, those were some kind of earrings because we tried to get them out, but um, we we really we couldn't like you could wow. not. I don't know what the backs were or whatever, but we yeah. never get them off. But anyway, yeah, we love those little boys. And we only had them for maybe, um, I bet, probably two or three months. is wow. That's what we had them. And then, one, like, once you, like, your the kids go back, which, you know, everyone always says, um, fostering is so hard, it's so hard. And it the hard part is not loving, you know, the kids. Right. Because you love them right whenever they get there. The hard part is when they go back to maybe the same situation.
1: Right.
0: Or it seems, or you you feel like they're going to be wondered, in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even at that, like you're still, um, like for us, we still pray for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, sorry, I'm going to get all choked up. Uh, like I have all of our kids' birthdays on our calendar and I, that's when we pray for them. Like we, yeah. I pray for them other times too, but um, I know that they're being prayed for at least one day a year. Yeah. 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 For because we had 14 or 15 wow, kids. Wow. That yeah. came through. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I need to tell Zoe and Keeley's story though because it, it is pretty oh, we're, cool. We're gonna okay, get to I'm that because like,
1: that's the they're the they're the stars of the show. Yes, so, they are the stars and, of the show. Keeley at least is gonna be really fired up to know that she's the star of the show. So yes. so because she likes to be the star. So, she does. They so,
0: do both like to be they, the star. They, yeah, they are they are the star of the show. But we had this is kind of a funny thing. Up until Keeley and Zoe, we only had we only had one other little girl. We wow, we had all little boys. boys. Yeah, all the way through, and we've had several people. Why didn't you all adopt boys? And we're like. Well, I guess God didn't want us to stop boys. Yeah. The Lord leads you to where He wants you to go. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Right. So, uh, so I do want to. I, I, if it's okay, I would like to camp out here just for a little okay. while because yes. I think one of the big reasons why people don't foster, right. when I hear, right. is they're like, I don't think I can handle when they go back. When they go back. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that's a real um, that's a that's a drawback. That's a, that's a reason why some people just feel like they can't do it because they just feel like it'd be too heartbreaking. And, right. um, and I get it, right? Cause you do, you love those kids. Like you said, the moment they walk through the door mm-hmm. and you want what's best for them. But the goal of foster care really is family reunification. So right. if you're doing foster to adopt and you correct me if I'm wrong about some of this stuff, but okay. the way I understand it is if you signed up to do foster or to adopt, then, then they try to give you, uh, placements, that are that are likely to end in uh, adoption. In adoption, yes, yes. But the goal of all the foster system is family reunification because I think research shows that overwhelmingly the best thing for people is to be for kids is to be with their. Birth family, if that's a safe and healthy environment, Correct. you know what I mean. Yes. So, uh, so that's what they're always trying to do, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, but if you're going to foster, even if you're saying I want to foster uh, so that I can adopt one day, right? Mm-hmm. I want to do foster to adopt. Right. There's still a pretty high likelihood that that you're going to have some kids that come into your home. And, and, then, and then leave because they're being reunified with their family. Right. So right. what would you say to a person? Tell me two things. What would you say to a person who's like, I don't think I could foster because I, I don't know if I can handle it when they go back. Uh, and then also, what would you say to, how did you guys walk through that? Like what was encouraging to you, you know, what would you say to a person who was dealing with that, who was, who, who was dealing with, you know, uh, uh, kids being reunified with their family?
0: Right. Um, the first thing I would say is um, know that God is in control. Exactly. So he's going to be in control of how long you have those kids. He's going to be in control of if they go back, and right. he's in control. Um, you know, he's in, he's in control of their lives. So yes. um, that definitely, definitely was the hardest part, but— I don't know, just knowing that God was in control. And if we had to give them back, then that was his plan. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's, I mean, he's in control of everything. So yeah. it's his plan. Yes, you love them, And you have all that time to invest in them. So sure. typically, if you're, unless, you know, like a family member out of woodwork or something shows up, you've got 18 months. So from the time, so we have two, we had two different sets of boys that we kept for 18 months. Wow. And so their parents have to work the plan um, as long Mm -hmm. as they're working it, however well, but as long as they're working it at the end of 18 months, either they're getting their kids back or they're going up for adoption. Right. And if they work it, you know, just, I mean, if they work it, then they get their kids back at 18 months. But you have 18 months to invest Invest. in those kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: To love on them, to pray for them, to keep them safe from, I mean, you know, from maybe their parents weren't in a spot where they could take care of them well for those 18 months. Yep. You Just, I personally, I um, that's how I dealt with it. I was like, and don't get me wrong, like some of them that let well, all of them really, when they left, it was not fun,
1: it was hard, mm-hmm.
0: it was very hard, and it was hard, it was hard on all of us. But, um, just knowing that he's in control, and and they now have somebody in their life who, like I said, will pray for them yeah. and you know, loves them.
1: So, it's yeah. somebody, somebody too, in their life that, like, you know, at any point later on in their life, if they wanted to look you guys up. Right. I mean, you guys are open door, you right. know, you know, to, to, uh, love on them. in the It's not like you're just disassociated with them forever. Right. You know, no. yes. uh, if they, if they were to seek you guys out at some point, you know, you, you could still have a relationship with them. Yes. You know? Yes.
0: The kids and like the parents too, you know, um, we had Nate and Jojo, we had them for 18 months and mom, we, they went back and, um, um, I think probably about three or four months um it was on Mother's Day. She called and she was like, "Can you please come get the boys like I know my her sister-in-law had called CPS. She said they were on their way to get them and she wanted us to come take them. And uh, you know, like take them back." Right. And we couldn't because at that time we had um we had three fosters plus uh, our own three. So we had six kids. Yeah. And even though well, I'll tell you a minute. But we we were um, group home like certified, which many um, most people aren't. But we got certified to be a group home for <laughs> Keely and Zoe actually. But um, we yeah. we couldn't take the we couldn't take the boys back, and that was hard. But it was like the mom had enough confidence, you know, in faith in right. me, like she or in us. She called and wanted us. Like she has all this family, but yeah. she knew that the boys were safe and were good, you know, with us. So
1: there's also yeah, yeah, and you touched on something too because. There's also some ministry. Now, obviously, your ministry, if you're a foster parent, is really geared at the kids. Right. But there's also some ministry that you get to do with the parents because yes. you do have contacts with the parents. While you know, you know, not not. Uh, Y- y- y'all aren't calling each other back and forth, and they can't just re- out of the wood- woodwork call you. No, right. But uh, but you 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 are bumping into them every now and again when you're when you're bringing kids for visits or whatever. And right. And uh, and so you do get to have a limited amount of ministry with the with the parents too. So it's not just you know focused on the kids. Right. right?
0: I so. think I would say um, I, one thing that we probably should have done more was try to invest in the parents. Yeah. I mean, you can only do so much, like you're saying with the contact, right. but. you know really befriend them and even if you don't agree with everything you're still going to have more um more of a chance to know how the kids are doing when they go back or you know to more of a relationship with them right plus maybe the parents need you to pour into them like maybe that's just what they need is a good example you know for um to be better parents
1: yeah i mean no one a lot of people who end up you know, with their kids having to go into foster care for whatever reason—neglect, usually neglect, most of the time, right. it's neglect. But neglect, abuse, whatever. Most of those people experience experienced the same stuff whenever they were kids. Like they're—they're mm-hmm. they're broken too, right? They—they—they they, they had to walk through, you know, really awful things. And so, uh, being able to, to to minister to those parents is, you know, is it, a long long range. There's no—I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no telling. The seeds that you guys planted, like what all that, how all of that works out in the lives of the kids and the parents, right? Right, right. And so when I think about it, when I think about, you know, if, if you're like, well, I don't know if I can handle this part of foster care, so I don't think I should do it. Um, maybe maybe uh, maybe we're putting too much weight on one side of the scale, right, you know, right. because the other side is the potential impact you can have and you don't have any idea you know, it, I'm talking about like maybe generational impact, mm-hmm. you know, three or four generations of, of impact that you could have uh, if you choose to to be a part of it and to do that. Right. Know? So right. that's something to remember, too.
0: Right. And short term, I mean, you've got more than likely a good 18 months yeah. to invest in those babies, those And kids. that's a
1: lifetime. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've if got a kid who's a year and a half, right. by the time they leave their three, well, that's half their life that you've right. invested in them. Right. And it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. A really big deal i w- i would say this too and i love that you said that god is in control <laughs> because yeah. you know look as a parent right now right i mean uh, our kids are you know your kids are, are uh, the top older three are grown you know and then you've got two teenagers right i mean we both have teenagers same age you know right and even right now i ha- there's a lot of Sadie's life that i'm like well god, i have to just trust god with that you know right, uh, right. and so you know so so I, I would just want to say that to anybody who's listening and wondering if this is something you should do. Uh, I have a savior complex, okay? I really do. Like I I feel like that, you know, I want to help people, but sometimes I feel like that I'm the only help that a person could get, have, you know? And if I don't help, then nothing, you know, I, I, I elevate myself too highly sometimes in my relationships with other people. Uh-huh. And the Lord's constantly reminding me, look, you are a part of the process. You're a part of my kingdom work, And if you're fostering, you're a part of the process of work that God is doing in the lives of these kids. You're one cog in the wheel, right? Right. And it's an important cog, but but you're not the only thing. And uh, there are other ways that the Lord is going to draw these children into relationship with himself, and you just get to be a part of it. And and once we're able to release that, understand that and release that, that helps a whole lot. Right, right,
0: right. I had, sorry, I had something to say, but it just left. (laughs) Well,
1: I think that's, I just, I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, and if you feel like God is leading you to foster, but you're afraid, I think I would just go ahead and foster. Because Mm. if he's leading you to it, you really, I mean, you know, do it. You're going to be blessed by it. It's, it's not going to be, I mean, it's not the easiest thing. It's not the hardest thing, but you know what I mean? Just if he's really calling you to do it and it works out for, I really obviously believe that both... Your husband, I mean, the husband and wife will have to, Agreed. you know, obviously agree on it because um, it does change the, the dynamic of your home. But if he's calling you to it, then do it. Yeah, I mean, there's thousands of kids right here in Lubbock County that need, yeah. you know, need foster it's a parents. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a truth. I, I love that. I love that. If God's calling you to do it and you're afraid, you should still do it. <laughs> and This is why I love that because when is the last time that God called you to do something that didn't make you a little bit afraid. I mean, let's be honest. Everything that God calls you to do, there's fear involved in it every time. You know, uh, that's one way that you know that it's God leading you to do it. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> if you
1: could just do it within your own strength without, then then that's usually not the kinds of things God calls us to do. Right. He calls us to do things where we have to lean into Him and trust Him, you know? Yeah. So, all right, that's a good word, Carrie. That's a really good word. <laughs> okay, one it. more. Before you tell uh, Keely and Zoe's story, one more thing. What about a parent, because this was your experience too, what about parents who are they're like, man, we would really love to foster, but we're really worried about how doing that will impact the kids that we already have, our biological children. We're worried that it would have a negative impact on them. What would you say to a parent who that's their consideration?
0: I would say just um, like we did, uh, pay attention to your kids' ages, right. you know, and what's going to um, come in. About two years ago, we got a call to um, foster, to foster one of our little boys who we had fostered as a two-year-old well he's now 14 right and that's not going to work i mean you know he hasn't been in our home all this time so we know even though i mean my heart goes out to him and to him and i right. know he needs somebody i can't bring a 14 year old boy into my house with a 13 and 14 year old girl, girl who uh, he has not been living under you know our same rules our same right morals and stuff um so just i mean taking you know, to into consideration your kids' ages um and and talk to them about it. I mean yeah. you may have a kid who really likes all the attention, you know, like just talk to them about hey, look, but it's gonna be he or he or she is gonna be part of our family for yes. however long it is. So yeah. we're all like we've all gotta be on board or it's not, you know, happening. Right. Um, that's the main thing I would say. And like I mean I know there's teenagers that need to be um fostered and um yeah, just know that they're just they're just going to need a lot of love. Yeah, and their frontal lobes are not developed.
1: Yeah, they're still no, they're, working. Yeah, <laughs> still working on it. Yeah, but. we. I mean, I have a you know, I have one, a teenager myself, mm, so I know how too. unformed the frontal lobe is. So, right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we okay. So uh, that I think that's a great uh, a great thing to remind people of too. Right. If if the Holy Spirit is leading you to do this, okay. Yes. Then uh, then the Holy Spirit is not, you know, God's not only sovereign over the lives of these foster kids, he's also sovereign over the lives of your children, too. Correct, yes. and And he's going to do something good in the life of your family. Now, I didn't say something easy, right. but he is going to do something good in the life of your family if this is what he's leading you to do. So,
0: right. and he'll provide the kids. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he, I mean, he knows if, if it's going to be destructive to your family, then probably that's not the call you're going to get. Yeah,
1: yeah, I see. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. God's in charge of that too He's in charge of placements too.
0: I mean I'm just saying yeah. Brad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He really is that's I'm good, like he really yeah. is Yeah that's good to remember And yeah. you wouldn't ever say this But I, I would say If anybody came to me And they were like I'm worried about the impact That this might have on my kids right. I would say Have you met the Williams girls?
0: Right I was going to say Our kids are Our pro- different people Because we fostered Right I mean I have two Like I said Cayenne got her social work degree um, Summer's getting a social work degree uh, Stormy is a nurse, right? She is a, like a full hundred percent nurse now. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, you know what I mean? Like they are, they're people who care for people, yeah, and they want to make the world a better place through that. So, I don't. I mean, I don't know because we did not foster, but I don't know that they would be that. That would be their interest if we hadn't fostered and yeah. if they hadn't seen um, kids and loved on kids like that.
1: Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a good word. And I, you know, you're. Those older three, you know, because they're already, they're, you know, living life. They're out, you know, you know, yes. Keely and Zoe are still in school, still trying to figure things out. But those older three, like, there are days whenever I'm hanging out with Summer or with Cayenne or with Stormy, and I'm thinking, uh, gosh, I want to be like Summer when I grow <laughs> up, you know? So, <laughs> right. So, uh, very, I admire them, all three of them, a lot. Thank I you. think they're really, really great young women. And, uh, and so, that would be what I would say to people. They're, they're, you're, you kind of have poster kids for why this should go well so oh, thank which you which is awesome so yeah, thank okay you. but now let's let we finally you're getting to the stars of the show <laughs> zoe and keely so zoe and keely if you're listening to the podcast it's time for you to put your phone down and pay attention <laughs> because this part is about you so uh so talk a little bit about how they came into your life and 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 how did you know that that Adoption was what the Lord was leading you to do for them. Like talk, talk, talk some about that.
0: Okay. Um. First of all, just know that we never went into fostering to adopt. Like right. our whole that plan, wasn't your plan. No, no, Chris or I, neither one. Like our our plan was never to adopt. Um. Not never, but we didn't go into it to adopt. I guess right. I'll say that. Um. We got Keely and Zoe when they were. Um. Zoe was 15 months and Keely was two, and uh, we got them. I the night that school started, I guess in two thousand eleven is um yeah the night the the first day of school we got them, and when they came we still had Nate and JoJo so we had five kids and yeah yes we had five then but you can have six and not be a group home okay well I told um Buckner like called and we knew Nate and JoJo were going back um well actually not till december but we knew they were going you know heading right. back pretty soon to their parents so um i told uh mindy was our case where I was like you i said i will like yes i want those girls like we want both of them do not like separate them like we want right. both of them so they they messed around we kept them that first night and then she said we just legally cannot do this um we can't do it like this so kim sanders she was also fostering um here and I mean, her and John were fostering here in in Shallwater. So we talked to them and we came up with a plan. Um, if this isn't legal, don't anybody turn yeah, us down. Yeah. But <laughs> we, I'm like, oh, I'm just now thinking, I don't know if this is, was all legal. It this was. This is what
1: Chris was afraid of I right know, here. This,
0: yeah, this is why Chris <laughs> didn't want to come with me because he knew I'd talk too much. No, but we came up with a plan. Actually, it was legal. Um, Kim and John kept Zoe every night. So, like, Kim would come home from work um and i would have i would like i've already fed zoe and everything have her in her pajamas and kim would come pick her up or i would take her to kim's house yeah so zoe was their um foster child or yeah. whatever and, and then kim would in the next morning get zoe up out of her crib in her pajamas bring her back to me it would bring her back to us you know and then we had her for the day right so that was how i mean kim and john were like awesome because they did really they did that for us again. God just worked that all out because yeah. we could have said, oh, you know, they're just one and two separate them. It'll be fine. But we did. We really didn't want the girls to be separated. Right. So we did that for, I mean, a few months, probably probably two two months while we were getting our group home. Um, certification Right And we really did Get certified as group home people, That's awesome Which is weird Because yeah People I don't laugh at them Like yeah We had seven kids Like we had to have A group home Yes Seven kids Four of them Were in one bedroom Gosh. Yeah <laughs> Yeah All the little them, ones Four
1: of them Were like under Under th- oh. four Or like three
0: um, Nate was uh, In pre-K So he was four He was the oldest wow. Yeah So we had four Three um, Two No Four two two-year-olds And a one-year-old and, well, and then Keely Zoe i mean, not Keely, cayenne Stormy, and Summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who were great help, and really, I mean, I'm telling you, you couldn't have done it without. No, me. no, they were great help, and they loved—they just loved having the the little kids. But yeah, so we got them. Um, really, when they came, Chris and I both—we both said, "Yeah, we won't have them long," because they—the night they came, they were. St- this is gonna sound weird, but they were they were so cute. Like their little, they were their little they're hair. Still cute. They oh, they're y'all are so cute, girls. Um, their hair was like all fixed, you know, like perfectly fixed. Yeah. They had on cute little um. It's so weird what you remember, but they did. They had on cute little jean, brand new jeans and t shirts, um. and uh. Tennis shoes, little Nike. We, well, I kept the Nike tennis shoes, little that's pink awesome. and white Nike tennis shoes. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's not what you get. I mean, no. that's not your typical, right. you know, come into um, whenever they come to your house. So we both were like, "Man, this isn't going to, I mean, this won't last long. Is what we thought. Yeah. Um, it did. Still here today. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, so t- we, we fostered them and it became apparent pretty quick that, um there wasn't a whole lot of support from home that was going to come, right. you know, like two visits and stuff like we would, um, we went to many visits and we were the only ones who showed up. Yeah. Um, but we, I think we had had them probably about a year, maybe, uh, maybe 15 months. And they said, do y'all, you know, that I think Killian's over going to go up for adoption. Um, there and we, we tell them this too their mom actually loved them enough to put them up for adoption because she just wasn't in a place where she could take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so uh, they were going up for adoption and we said, okay, let us think about this. But they were the second um, or so I guess second, third, had already been asked to adopt a little boy before and literally got asked on one day, got all fired up about it. And within a week, it was that we were told no that some other family member had showed up you oh know what i mean gosh. like yeah, yeah so that w- that wasn't and so we were like well let us talk about it so we talked about it and the only like um not drawback but the only uh i don't know thing that i kind of hesitated on was i really felt like um do they need to be with um people do they need to be with African American parents? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like because I really and we talked, Chris and I talked about this a lot. I was like, I don't want them to, you know, not suffer. But if if there's a uh, African American couple that wants kids, like these girls are perfect. Like yes. they don't have, um, you know, they didn't have like a horrible history of abuse. They didn't have uh, medical problems. Like. Right. And they were sweet, a little live wires, little live wires, Zoe. But you know what I mean? Like (laughs) they were, they were good. They were good kids. And I don't, I don't know. That was just my only, I was like, well, I don't know. So Chris said, "Uh, yes, I guess we should let them try to see if they, you know, if they have a couple somewhere, an African-American couple who would want to adopt. Uh, That lasted for less than a week. (laughs) Right. Like less than a week. Yeah. Actually it was Chris. He said, "Um, these are our girls. Like call them and tell them, you know, they're ours. So yeah.
1: We did. That's good. And
0: yeah, I'm like, we called them and told them actually after we said yes, that we for sure want, or, you know, we want to adopt, these are our girls, we want to adopt them. Um, A great aunt showed up out of the woodwork, you know, like you just, you kind of get going, but this great aunt showed up and um, I think she was probably being encouraged to adopt, like to say, you know, that she would adopt to keep them um, in the family. But I mean... Bless her heart. She was in her seventies. She worked two jobs.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: it took us about a month to get a visit, you know, planned, and we did. Um, we went to that one visit, and she said, "No, that they're 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 doing good." She can tell tell they were doing good, you know. And she right. said, "They need to stay where they are."
1: So yeah, yeah.
0: So that was that was it. We, That's us. Awesome. Mm-hmm, we adopted them, and
1: they're like they you know coming home day was not that. It's it was gotcha? yeah, the uh-huh. gotcha days. That was called I guess. Yeah, it. yeah. So when was that?
0: Last Wednesday. Last yeah. Wednesday, so the sixteenth, yeah. That's awesome. Yes, That's yeah. How awesome.
1: yep. how long have they been with you?
0: Um, so since they were one and two. So they're yeah. they're thirteen and fourteen now. Man. Yeah. yeah. And you know, if we hadn't adopted them, we would be empty nesters and we are not empty nesters we have two teenagers no i really whenever summer graduated i was like oh my gosh we that like i am not ready to be you know what i mean like
1: yeah the lord knew what He was doing yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i'm too young but anyway we obviously love zoe and keely they're ours they you know have been really since day one so
1: right yeah
0: we just um hopefully we are uh making their lives a little better for now and i'm like yeah. i'm like hopefully i'm sure there are days when they're like oh my gosh i need to go find somebody else to live with <laughs> <laughs> the joke used to be uh um two one one i don't know why we'd call it two one one but call two one one that and cps call two one one that's what zoe would always say if yeah. she didn't like like what we were doing or whatever but yeah. anyway they're sweet they're good and i know that I hope that they are going to change the direction of their family. I mean, not of their family, you know, of um, like when, because I think when they get older that they'll probably seek out who, you know, their mom and if they have other siblings or whatever. And I hope you never know. I mean, maybe yeah. God will use them to change them. Yeah. Or to lead them to him. Who so,
1: knows? Yeah. Who knows? I but so. I, But I, But it's clear, though, that it's so awesome to talk to you right about this, but also to have had conversations with, you know, with Stormy and with Cayenne about it, right. too. Right, right. Because, uh, because, you know, they're th- the same way as you. They're like, you know, Keely and Zoe are our sisters. They were always supposed to be our sisters, yeah. right? We They they are as much our sisters as if they had been born into our family. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? They, right. they feel the same way that you do about it, right? right. That the Lord had... had Ordained that these two kids were going to grow up in your family from before the beginning of time, and that and there's no question, right? You know about that. Right. So, and uh, yeah. which I think is is awesome too. Yeah. And and Keely and Zoe, if if you're listening to the podcast, you haven't met Keely and Zoe, you really should, because because <laughs> uh, they are both really special young ladies. Both have their they they're both have their you know very separate interests and they have really distinct personalities and they're a lot of fun to be around so right. they they're really great young ladies yep. so
0: well I like what you said earlier about um I mean obviously we adopted them but just the trajectory of what like we don't know what because we fostered and we adopted what that's going to change for right. them and for who I mean for them yes but for um you know, for others,
1: you don't know what the ripple effect no, is going to be. No, I mean, Keely and Zoe. One day, they're going to they're going to grow up. They're they're going to get married. Maybe they're going to have a family. Right. And and uh, what God has done in your in your family in their lives will affect their kids and their kids' kids and their kids' kids. I mean, this is, right. you know, there's no telling where the ripple effect of all this goes. Which is what's so beautiful about when God does stuff. Right. You know? Right. So, and I would say too, like sometimes we think about we think about issues like this. And, and I, there's a lot of issues like this, but but we think about foster care, or uh, you know you know different things like that uh, when we think about it in terms of how we're helping these other people, okay? All right. And uh, and that's good, you know. But uh, but sometimes we don't consider how the Lord might desire to change us and to change our hearts. Okay. And, and you and I've already talked about it a little bit, but but it's clear that God. Did stuff in you in your family, and transformed all of you guys because of the of the privilege and honor it's been to have Keely and Zoe in your lives. You right. know that's that affected you, right. you know, and uh, and changed you and made you a better person. You know, uh, which is awesome too. You know, right. yes, so.
0: yes. Zoe will keep you close to God. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was just a little joke. (laughs) She's funny, man. They're
1: both both funny.
0: They are really good people. I love, um, I mean, I know they're my daughters, but they are. They're good. They're good people. Zoe is um, strong. Yes. uh, You know, and strong in her faith. She prayed for a teacher last year. She gathered up her class and told them, um, y'all get around here, around Miss... Oh my God! Oh, Davis, Miss Dana yeah. Davis, she had been diagnosed with cancer, right. and um, Zoe made them all get in a circle, and, you know, hold hands, and and she told Miss Davis, "I'm I'm going to pray for you." Yeah. So, yeah, she did. I love that. Yeah, I love that about her.
1: She's uh, strong, and she cares deeply for other people. Yes, she does. And, yeah. Uh, the the people that the people that get in her circle are. In her circle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she, and she she, yeah. is on their side and is their defender no matter what. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Same and, with
0: Keely. Keely yeah. will defend you to the integrity, yep. even when it doesn't make sense. Sometimes right. you're like, um, I don't, I don't think that's really how that went. She's like, no, that's what she said. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she's,
1: and she's also like, Keely just always, she's, she's always got this huge smile plastered across her face and yeah. she's, and she just, you know, she's a, a, a joyful spirit. Like I like to be around Keely because she's always having fun. Yes, you know. Yes, and uh, so anyway, they're both uh, amazing, amazing young women. So talk just kind of as we're as we're closing up here. T- talk a little bit about if you can, maybe some of the things that God has taught you or revealed about Himself to you through, you know, this whole process and um, through adoption. How has He shaped you? Has He you know how has he worked in your heart
0: um I think that I don't really know how he's worked in my heart like for he made my heart to um love kids to love love loving and you yeah. know um just investing I think in in others and in kids and sometimes you know I mean our all of our kids have been teenagers and we currently have teenagers so it's not always um easy it's no. just like if you know we hadn't adopted them they are still teenagers so yes. yeah. um i think just uh patience and really um i don't know like taking my hands off of controlling them of controlling you know like who they are who they're going to marry like what they're going to say what they do at, you yeah. know at school are they going to embarrass me well it doesn't like just learning to let them be their their own person like right. we parent them we try to do the best that we can um Oh, I'm not just talking about killing Zoe, I'm talking about all five of them, five but of them. um, they're just different. they're all five, you know, different people, yeah. and um God's gonna use them, how he's gonna use them. We hope and pray that they make good choices along right. the yeah, you know yeah. along the way but but honestly, just um letting go of some of that fear is what he's um taught me is just to to let go and to uh know that he's God's- he has them, yeah. They're all, you know, all five of them are saved and saved, and that's basically all you
1: can ask for. That's right. Yeah, that's the that is the key. That's the core of all of it. You know, right?
0: And now I would say I would love to. um, I honestly would have a baby in my house all the time if Chris would let me. (laughs) Uh, He says no, Um, but (laughs) like he says no. But you know, like just respite care, or I'm kind of I'm bad about wanting to save. The world, I guess, you know, like you were talking about, like you're just one cog in the wheel. Um, I need to be one cog in the wheel and but do what we can do. You know, if we can do respite or if we not, everybody's in a position where they can foster or where they, you know, can adopt. But sure. If if you are, then I say do it.
1: Do it. (laughs) Do it. Just do it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) This is Nike said. Yes. So I that I I think to you, you guys, your whole family has, I think, a really unique Oh, uh, what's the right word to say this? I, I think a really rich understanding of trusting God. You know, right. really, like in a in a in a way that you know I think is born out of this experience that you have, where where so so many of these really critical decisions in your life and in the life of all of your kids were ones that you just you had no idea how they were going to end up. Right. And and when you're talking to your kids, you're like, I can't tell you how this is going to end up. We're just going to have to trust God. So, so there's this really rich understanding of, of you know God's goodness and God's sovereignty that your family has that that really is you know, uh, it was probably the germs of it were there before all this happened because you wouldn't have been able to even agree to do it if you didn't have that there. But right. but has really developed and and been fashioned in you over the course of the of the years, you know. Of, of of doing all this stuff right. right So
0: Yeah and I just I mean like with the Girls You know I'm glad That they've been blessed To have A dad figure And right. Which you know They wouldn't have Or they didn't So um, I don't know Like Chris was good for them He's your typical Drive you crazy Teenage girls yeah, Dan, yeah yeah but,
1: you know, yeah. Him, yeah he's he also enjoys embarrassing his teenage uh, daughters very as much do I. So, yes, yeah. like, <laughs> so yes very d- d- much so good 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 stuff yeah right. that i will say that too knowing chris you know like i do that like yeah anybody that gets to be influenced in some way by chris that's a good thing because <laughs> that dude is awesome so uh man he's awesome we uh uh we drove to amarillo last year for that volleyball game and Right. And and, uh, and Chris is telling stories, you know, the whole way up and the whole way back. And it was amazing. Like, he's got these great stories to tell. Yes. And it was awesome to get to hang out with him. So, yeah, he's, a he, you know, he really is a, a, a caring, you know, uh, but kind of a stalwart presence. Right. You know, right. And, and especially when you're, you know, when you're talking about, Girls who have have been through you know situation where things were kind of chaotic you know for for a a part of their lives you know having that kind of just stabilizing kind of person is a big deal you know yeah Uh, you need that really badly right and now that they're teenagers probably need it more they need that yeah yeah no (laughs) doubt well gosh Carrie thank you for spending some time talking about this Uh, if uh, if you're you know those of you who are listening if you're thinking. If foster care is something that you know that you're thinking about, like I said, we'll have some links in the description of this episode um, that you can go to that you can get some more information. But maybe one of the best ways to do it is just to talk to somebody who's done it before. and uh, And Carrie would be happy to have a conversation with anybody about about it. You know, if you have questions or if there are things you're concerned about or afraid of, and not just Carrie. Actually, you could you could talk to any member of this family. They they actually really do enjoy talking about it and can give you some really good practical advice so yes we do so please uh, reach out you know Uh, reach out to reach out to any of them if you if you'd like and if you see them running around at at church on a Sunday morning you know pull them aside and ask them questions but uh, but uh, I really do appreciate you spending some time talking about all this stuff you're welcome and it really has been you know I've been the pastor for two years it really has been an amazing privilege to get to know y'all you know and uh and to spend some time you know with your family and spend some time with your with your kids, right. so uh because all five of them you know are amazing and they're in different ways, you know Thank you. so uh so as a third party, I know you when you're talking about your kids, you're like, well, they're my kids, so I'm biased, you know or whatever, but as right. a third party person, okay, an objective third party, let me say. Your kids are objectively awesome. Okay, they're just awesome. So thank you. Uh, I like I like I them all that. and enjoy being around them. So <laughs>
0: good, good.
1: All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the on the podcast. Hopefully, this has inspired you uh, to uh, to think about this. Is this something that the Lord wants to do with my life? And and here's the other thing. So if you're listening to this podcast and you claim the name of Christ, right? If you're listening to this podcast and you are a Christian, then if you're not already praying this right now, it's time to start praying. What does God want me to do? How does God want for me to care for the orphan? Okay, Because uh, for those of us who are in Christ, it's not an option, right? One way or another, this is something that we're all called to. So how does he want for you to be involved in it? How does he want for you to engage in this struggle? Uh, because we're all supposed to be engaged in it, all right? You pray that prayer, I'll pray that prayer, and uh, and together the God is going to lead us um to, to, to do amazing things for the sake of his kingdom in the lives of children. And that's what this is all about. All right? Y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll be back next week with another another awesome, interesting podcast. Maybe Kim Sanders might be on, who you mentioned already. Yes. She might be our, our next podcast episode, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be awesome to hear a little bit of, of her journey. Uh, and until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.